around. Okay, we're doing uh, the 24th day of other Aleph. This is in the year Tavshin. Um, this is in 1940. Uh, the 24th day of the first Adar. We, uh, that was when the previous Rebbe left Riga, Latvia, on his way to America. We already uh, mentioned earlier that uh, we learned about on the ninth day of Ador, uh, Aleph, he, um, he actually came uh, to this country. And so it, it took from the 24th day, uh, I mean ninth of the second Ador, he came to this country. So it took from the 24th of Ador um, about, uh, what is it, like uh, 18 days you know, of travel or 16 days you know, of travel. What, what, what was that? The 24th day of other, other one? My birthday, in, in March 1940. In March 4th, 1940. Really? Yeah. Look at that. 1940? No, 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 March 4th. Yeah, it was kind of a. It looks, yeah, yeah. No, it looks no. a little old for being born in 1940. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was young. Uh, okay, so on the 24th day of the first Adar, the previous Rebbe left the city of Riga. And he flew first to Stockholm in Sweden. On the 25th day of Adar Aleph, he left the city of Stockholm and he traveled by train to the city of Gettysburg. That's weird. That's in Sweden, must be. Must be. And from there, he took a boat to the United States. Uh, from there. Uh, on the day that the Alta Reb, the Rebbe, traveled, he wrote a letter to, uh, a public letter to the Hasidim and that was on the 24th day of Adarishan in the year uh, as we mentioned in the year uh, uh, this March 4th, right? March 4th, in the year Tavshin uh, again 1940 so he writes to them and he's addressing it to all of, all of the Hasidim that are in Israel, that are in Europe may God be with them Blessing them, giving open up with uh, the with greetings. He says, uh, "This has all been determined by divine, by Hashem's determined. Hashem is the one that leads the steps of man." Uh, quoting the verse, we don't even know where we end up. It's God that leads us in every, wherever we are, in every place, and it's what God's wishes to take place is what takes place, and therefore, with God's help, I am traveling together with my family to the United States. The Rebbe continues to say, my love and my connection has no, uh, no end, and there is no partition, and there's no stop, and the boundaries of countries uh, and, uh, will not be something that can sort of take away from our connection. Uh, my journey uh, is going to be uh, 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 my, my, he's saying like this, yeah, he says my, my moving should be and he says you, the people who are dear to my heart, to my heart, the people who are, you know, lo I love them with my entire soul, my, my friends, my, my, my Hasidim, my students, the students of the Timimim, everybody, and those who love Torah Mitzvahs, 
I'm only changing, it shouldn't be looked at as if I'm traveling to another world, but it's only if I'm changing my residence from one city to another city in, within the country. He emphasizes that he's still in the same country with them. He's not in a totally different country because uh, even while I am actually traveling right now, I am with God's help uh, and the merit of our holy rebbes and uh, forefathers, uh, I am together with you just like I was till now. He says, I'm not leaving you. With an essential love which cannot be interrupted. And it comes with the feeling of like the image you show to water, as we know many times, we use that phrase as there's a reflection. If you show the water a smiley face, you'll get a reflection, a smiley face back. So is the heart of a man to another person. When a person projects love to the other person, then in turn the other person loves him as well. It's sort of a reflective of the other one's emotional feeling. This is from the words of King Solomon. But the um, Rebbe was basically referring to the, to the fact that the Hasidim, uh, their love to the Rebbe is returned by the Rebbe's love to them, that this is sort of a mirrored love that comes as an expression. And as we know, um, the Hasidim uh, to a Rebbe have a very, very special relationship. It's kind of hard to uh, articulate that sense of connection. Well, we have a connection between children and parents and children. We have uh, spouses. We have various kinds of acquaintances. We have friends. We have very different things. But there is a very unique a very special connection between a chassid and his rebbe. But even more than that, there's a very special connection between a rebbe and his chassidim, which means um, that the care and the depth of that uh, connection, the depth of that bond is, is, is very deep because there are various different layers in in every person, in every item, there's different layers, and it depends how deep down a layer you go, in which you can touch that layer as well. Uh, with the Rebbe, it's like the Yechida, it's like the essence of your soul, it's very, very deep down, and it's a soul connection. Generally speaking, uh, the Alter Rebbe talks about it in Tanya, and it talks about it in Hasidus in many places, that this is the reasons, and that's why we can expect people to be really uh, respectful and care and love one another, to have the real meaning of, it says, you should love your fellow as yourself. Well, one can ask, well, how can I, you know, I love myself because that's natural, that's the way I've been born, but how could I love another person and like myself? Yeah. It's actually not always true. If you don't love yourself, you don't have the ability to love anybody. Oh, well, that's another thing. That's another thing, yeah. If you can't love yourself, you can't love somebody else. And maybe, and maybe that would explain why the verse says you should love somebody as yourself to indicate that you got to love yourself too. It's also, it's, it's by insinuated over there when you say love somebody like yourself means that you should love yourself 
because it is true that if you don't love yourself, you can't love somebody else either. But uh, it is easier to love yourself than it is to love another person. And we had yesterday the discussion in the car uh, that um, what the uh, grandson of the Alter Rebbe writes in one of his uh, uh, commentary on the mitzvahs, he says that the meaning, you know, when we have the uh, heathen coming to Hillel and saying, I want you to convert me while I'm standing on one leg, and Hillel responds to him, he says, uh, what is hateful to you, don't do to your friend. This is the entire Torah. The rest is commentary. So we tell, go and study. So he sort of basically taught him. So that's another uh, question. How is this the whole Torah that the Alter Rebbe addresses? And, you know, that we're discussing over here, uh, the reason is that, uh, the, the reason why uh, we find it hard to um, maybe uh, we love ourselves and another person maybe uh, annoys us or gets on our nerves or sometimes we don't. Uh, it is because we make a uh, major part of our life our external part, you know, my material, my physical, uh, my needs. Sometimes my needs don't match up with somebody else's needs and if their needs are not mine, there's a conflict over there. I mean, that's why, you know, sometimes spouses don't get along. Sometimes uh, parents and children don't get along. Sometimes neighbors don't get along. Maybe issues they love themselves too much. (laughs) So what happens? So the idea is because what their focus is everything on the I. It's me, 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 me. And what makes me happy? It's not, we're not focused on what makes the other one happy, it's what makes me, it's all about yourself. And, and this is natural, person is naturally has his self-centered, is, has his own ego, and they're looking to satisfy themselves. And when they say, I love you, they really mean I love me, because it's what you are doing for me, and that means, so I love you, not for you, I love you for what you're doing for me. But that is because the person, he is the center of the universe, everything evolves around that person, and everything that he measures is how it satisfies him. How is this? But the Torah and the mitzvahs were given to us that we should raise ourselves a little bit above of our materialistic needs and our wants that we just physically want, but we should realize that we have a spirit within ourselves, that we have a soul that has a little bit other needs besides just eating and drinking and satisfying in its own pleasure. It has spiritual needs. And this is also a reason where a lot of people are looking, you know, they're not feeling well or they're looking for happiness and they're looking to find it somewhere, you know, more pouring more materialism, pouring more things. It doesn't make them happy because that's not the problem. Well, they're the looking, they're barking the up at the wrong tree. And want. the more they want, and the more they're satisfied. And a lot of these people aren't lacking anything. But what they are lacking is that spirituality. It's that So people who are overly involved themselves have a hard time. So the Torah helps us, tells us, wait a minute, it's not all about me, it's literally about God. It's about our spirit, it's about our neshama, it's about our soul. 
and when we talk about something more spiritual, then we see, you know, me and the other person aren't really two separate entities because at the end of the day, we all come. It's like brothers come from the same parent. And eventually we come from the same, we come from the same seed, we come from the same place. All Jewish souls come from a place. So if the main thing is our uh, physical, so then two people don't get along. Then we have problems because we clash. Our interests are not the same. But once we are not, our body is not our main interest. And that's why he was saying, Hillel was saying to him, what is, this is the principle of the Torah. The Torah's principle is, what is hateful to you, don't do to your friends. Meaning what he was telling him is that you have to be able to raise a little bit above the physical. This is what the whole Torah does for us. It teaches us about God. It teaches us about spirit. It teaches us about important morals. It teaches us about what's important in life. And then if you can do that, then you don't have a problem loving another person because <coughs> the other person... Comes automatic. Yeah, it'll almost automatic. And, but the Rebbe explains, the Tzemach Tzedek explains, that that's why Hillel used it and he says, what is hateful to you, don't do to your friend. What he's really saying, a person usually finds excuses for themselves. Even if a person makes a mistake, let's say, he does something wrong, he will find a reason for a bad character for doing something wrong, saying something wrong, doing, it was, oh, I wasn't in a mood, I wasn't feeling well. Uh, Cut me some slack, you know. I want you, you know. You tell tell your spouse, you know. Well, listen, don't get, you know. Nothing, you know, I had a headache today. You know, I'm just it wasn't uh, a person naturally because they have self love, they cover for themselves. But somebody else's fault, you can see <laughs> very clearly. You see somebody else's mistake. That there's no mistaking over there. What do you say? Oh, that guy made that person made a mistake. And you can fully see it. How come you can see it and the person himself doesn't see it? Ah, because he has his own self-love that covers over him. So that's why he doesn't see it. Or even if he sees it, he doesn't make a big to-do about it. He doesn't want you to just hush it up, you know, okay, so just let's not talk about it. So that's what he was saying to him. What is hateful to you, meaning you don't like somebody else coming to you and pointing out to you and uncovering and making a big to-do of your own fault. Don't do it to somebody else. It's always easier to find fault in other people. Yeah, that, and everybody, and it seems to be that everybody loves a good gossip, something really negative about somebody else, or they call it a lush and hara, you know, find something really, a juicy one, you know, and that sells newspapers or sells uh, websites or does, you know, just trying to put somebody else down, fine. And that's unfortunate, it's a very big negative in the person. But the idea here is to realize that there are more important things in life and to realize that real happiness does not lie just in fulfillment in your physical, materialistic and or animalistic needs that we are like a ways, as the Gemara says, there are several ways we are like an animal. We eat, we drink, we sleep, we... <laughs> We go, that's the, it's the part of animal on us. We're like uh, animals in that way. But then we have the part that we're like angels, that we have the mind, we have the brain, Love. we have the intellectual, we have the emotions, we have the capacity of understanding, we have the capacity of giving and receiving love. And we have to make that our main focus. We have to make that our main goal. When we do that, then we can... Uh, 
uh, have that uh, strongly and uh, we can live better lives. But the Rebbe, in a way, with the Hasidim, that's like a very deep level of that purest level of love in which you go beyond any uh, selfish or personal uh, you rise above it and then you can connect on a higher level. That, yeah. So like self-sacrifice was sort of the goal is to, you know, Sacrifice. deny yourself things but give to others. You know, those yeah, are the but, but, yes. people that were saintly. Yeah, but it doesn't, but the truth of the matter is, you know, there's a famous beautiful story about there was a person who was uh, suffering. He was a rabbi. He was uh, suffering. He was. He didn't have much of materialistic needs. And there was once a person came to the Rebbe, actually the Magad of Mizrich, who was the teacher of the Alter Rebbe, as we've been studying. And he sent them. He, this person came to the Rebbe asking him, he says, you know, he's suffering. He doesn't. He lost his business, and you know, he was complaining that he's not doing so well. So he comes to the Rebbe and he asks. He says, the Rebbe, he says, you know, I know the Talmud says that one needs to uh, thank Hashem for everything. You know, you have to accept everything. Is but how do you do that? He says, you know, I just doesn't. My heart doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't do it. You know, I just don't feel. I don't feel like it. You know, I just don't feel. I don't feel good. And the Rebbe says, why don't you go to my student? He says, go to Reb Zusha, go to my student, and why don't you check with him and see, he has very little, and learn, and see, he's always happy, he's never complaining, and he's always, okay, so he goes, he listens to his Rebbe, he comes to the house, and he sees it's a pretty, very simple home, and it's very, uh, the furnishings and everything else, a house full of children, he doesn't see, seems like the person is having a hard time in this room, so... He gives him Shalom Aleichem. He says, what can I do for you? He says, the Rebbe sent me to you to learn how one can have so little uh, and still thank Hashem. He looks at him, he says, well, that's very nice that the Rebbe sent you here, but he said, I really don't understand why he sent you to me. He says, I got everything I need. Right. I don't think <laughs> he, I said, he should have sent you to someone who's lacking, yeah. and then you would learn. And then he really learned that it's not real sacrifice, he actually in his mind, he was truly happy and you know what I'm trying to answer you you were saying is, you don't really have to give up anything, it doesn't mean you have to live like a pauper you have to uh, go dressed in dirty clothing, it just means you don't make it your emphasis, you don't make it your goal in life, you don't you make it, you know, it's necessary you can have you can have all materialist all material also but don't make that your whole entire goals and focus. And, and therefore, uh, you're always in conflict. Maybe somebody else you're feeling is, is, uh, is, is going against you. You have to be able to thank Hashem. And you know, people become sometimes feel bad and they come, they feel it because they are feeling some sense of, of difficulty, but it's really all in your head. And if you think about you know, your blessings, or if you think about, you know, your mind is like a, it's what you let into your thoughts, is, you know, you have, it's like a door, you know, you have to close, shut the door sometimes, and don't entertain that thoughts, or you have to think about other things let into your mind, you know, you have to let into your mind, so if you feel down, or you feel sad, or you feel uh, unaccomplished, you have to just get rid of that thoughts, because that doesn't change uh, 
as uh, my daughter likes to say, she says, worrying is like a rocking chair. It goes back and forth, it doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. True. <laughs> it doesn't get you anywhere. You know, you know, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that, well, not like, it's easier said than done, but right, yeah, it's exactly. like the pressure of trying to live like the neighbors, you know, where, like the kids today, it's you very know, hard, the neighbor yeah. has this kind of boots or something, and then, you know... You oh, and, and the neighbor says, oh, my, we're all going to Disneyland, and you right. can't afford to go to Disneyland? We were talking right. about that. Last Shabbos, we were talking about that. And everybody's doing all these great stuff, and what do you have? Right. No, that's, there's a lot of pressure out there. Yeah, Especially there's a lot of pressure in Florida. Oh, that's but what you're referring to. Yeah, like, and, yeah, all the kids went to Florida this vacation. Vacation, and we're staying home. Like poor, it. poor kids. You can think they are starving, yeah. or they don't have what to eat or a bed to sleep or nothing, you know. Should take these kids and show them what other kids, what suffering means, you know, right. so, you know in, other, in other places, and then they would, you know, appreciate what they have, but right. it's unfortunately, we have to battle, that's, we have to but battle that mentality. next to you, you what? Know, they only see what's next to them. That's you know? right. In, in their world, that's what it is. My daughter is turning 40 in a couple of weeks, she grew up in Sharon, and she hated the materialism, so she went the other way, <laughs> she bought second-hand clothes, yeah. you know, dressed long and whatever and just she just hated it well, but a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. They the school system, the every kid is trying you know everybody got to have like you said north the boots face. and everybody's like, everybody have north face and you got to have they, and, boots and, 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 and there's a certain fads that are just, that during oh, yeah. this year this is the fad this is the in everything else is out and then they, the and kids, these other guys are promoting it that's how they're making their living yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> the kids they're are making, making money on these kids well the parents are enabling it that's the other thing i want to bring up i mean as a cpa i see a lot of different worlds of financial, and you do too, I'm sure. Yeah. I see, and, and what really, I mean, it's one thing, it's kind of an interesting observation. Those who have less tend to be more generous, even though it's a small amount, yeah, sure. have more, yeah. or just have a warmer heart. Those who have more, oh, yeah. it's so rare to cheaper. find someone who, it's not a matter of cheaper, cheaper. No. they're the just average. so more self absorbed. Right. right. And the money just, Pardon my expression, just so it gets busy. It's like I look at their stuff and it says, "Okay, you made this ridiculous amount of money. So where is it?" Right. Um, I have a friend of mine like that. No charitable contributions. No yeah. this. No. I mean, where's your saving? What are you doing? You're gonna take it with you. I mean, what are you doing? He's gonna take it with them. They're gonna take it with them. You know, the guy he took, he instructed they should bury him with all his cash. The guy comes and writes a check to him, and he takes the cash. No, I got spending on nothing. I got, I got a friend. And they think it's gonna go forever, like on clothes or something. But if they do, they think this high income is gonna go forever, and I can't tell them. This is not gonna last forever. You're very fortunate. Make the most of it, and. But being happiness, being happiness, being happy does not necessarily go together. And I, I know that there was uh, somebody once, uh, I've heard that somebody once asked the Rebbe about a elder, you know, elder Chassid. He was struggling and everything else. And and he asked him, how come he named some sort of, a, I guess, a celebrity who was, you know, raking in, you know. And Rebbe says, look, you know, you don't know who's living a happier life. Right. They look. They look. No, no. But the right. at the end of the day, who is living? A, okay, but that's that's a whole other thing. We're talking about generally speaking, materialism 
Ego, self, stands in the way of being able to connect with others. A little bit of humility, a little bit of realization that there is a spirit to us, that there is joy, brings us uh, to a lot more happiness, brings us to a lot more I mean, The goal is and to show that to your children. That's the hard part. In, the hard part is to teach your children when the whole culture tells them something right, different. Right. How do you impart on them <laughs> the values when everything else... That you and it subtly creeps into your head. You know we don't even see. They don't tell you here. I'm going to tell you this. They're just keep on programming us. They're brainwashing us by telling us this is important in life and this is and you got to do this and you want. I want to. Yeah, everything. It's the power of advertising. 